Just yeah. Like, yeah. Is there? Yeah. Should I be facing the labels away to hide my no, sin? That's okay. That's fine. Just oh, they like, like to watch. Okay, yeah, cool. If you absolutely must have two red bottles open at the same time, and sometimes make you just make do. sure there is at least two closed doors between them. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to find some doors to close because all the all the doorways that I've encountered so far have been have been open except for the ones that are painted on the wall from the Wiley Corporation. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the Acme brand painted doors that I yes. keep falling for. Yeah, they're very realistic. There's there's a lot of khaki shaped like disappointment marks on those on those parts <laughs> of the walls. So speaking of disappointment, oof, well that's a weird intro. <laughs> uh, what do we have for our readers at home this week? Today we have one of Orson Scott Card's famous books. It's uh, Alvin Journeyman. Now Orson Scott Card is a is rather a famous author, and yes. we generally like haven't um, done big name authors before. No. But we felt in this case, since he is such a a staunch proponent of uh, marriage equality, mm. um, uh, we thought it would be nice to highlight one of his gay romances. Yes, that, one of Cart's forays into the uh, into the romance novel field. Well, this is just when he, when he was starting to come up, when he was emerging from as a as a as a burgeoning slash fiction writer. Mm. Um, he started off writing slash fiction for Farscape and Space Above and Beyond, rather inappropriate. Uh, that last one. You know, you know, slash fiction, you know, it happens into every genre. It, with Farscape, I was totally down with it. I mean, it's, it's one of the, like, queerest science fiction shows to begin with. I mean, not that there was a lot of explicit representation mm. of gay or trans people, but it was just a wild universe. There's, like, a lot of weird people, and not everybody keeps the same standards. And they, they, they did a good job of that. <laughs> yeah. uh, human presumptions are not always valid. So, Orson Scott Card, then, uh, I mean, he he... He really likes his obscure sci-fi, and I'm not one to criticize someone's preferences. If mm. you like to write slash fiction, like that's totally awesome, and you can still have a literary career after that. Yeah. But brave to do it under his own name. So yes, the book. Let's uh, for the, the the podcasting device. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Um, ha 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 ha. Wait a second, because I don't actually have the cover on my podcasting device. I mean, a little bit of. Oh um, wow, that's super gay. <laughs> I forgot what a gay cover we have. It is really super gay. For the readers at home, uh, if you look down at your podcasting device right now, you should, should be seeing the cover of today's book. And if not, check the show notes uh, for an image and a link, because, wow, it's a doozy. As you can see, it's from the Tales of Alvin Maker, book four. Yes. So it was turning into a bit of a series at this point. Oh, yeah. Uh, Alvin Maker, The Sorcerer's Slut, one of his more popular series. Mm Mm-hmm. But not his most awarded series, because it does say that it's the New York Times bestselling author, which is yeah. kind of damning with faint praise. Yeah, not this book. Not this one. Hugo Award nominated, i.e. didn't win. The award losing. <laughs> uh, the best fantasy series now in progress, says Publishers Weekly. Well, which is also... it, was fan- it is definitely fantasy in more ways than one. Oh, yeah. So we, what we see is our famous sorcerer slut in the foreground uh, <laughs> reaching into his magical bag. We'll get into, we'll get into what's in that bag later on. Oh, no, yes. We, we don't I want can't to get, to get into we don't want to get... magic sack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and in the back, we can see uh, the other uh, main character, Andy Winfoot IV. Ah, yes. Peeking out on his garden stroll, I presume, when he is seeing uh, uh, Alvin... Uh, yeah, hiding in what he thinks is a... A, a secure a, place. Yes. A secure place, a grove where he can make use of the tree radical energy mm-hmm. for his uh, for his secret practice magic. Well, but, pow- powering his bag of holding. But to his, like... It's actually a popular sex garden, so... Well, it turns out. Poor little... Uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves uh, again. <laughs> so we have we have Andy Winford, the, 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 the fourth, uh, behind a tree, spying upon our our young, nubile, scantily clad... Oh, uh, look at uh, those breaches. Alvin Journeyman. Although yeah. the 
the artist, he, he, he draws the muscles, but he did not draw the bulge. Maybe he practised his uh, uh, bag-of-holding technique on, uh, on, right. his, on his britches. Maybe, That's possible, know, yes. Yeah, to, to, to make it a little bit more discreet, the, the way that uh, um, Brandon Routh's bulge in Superman Returns had to be digitally reduced because... Uh, Guys, 10-year-olds have to watch this. Oh, there, are, there was no sock stuffing going on. Quite the opposite. opposite. Dancers have dealt with uh, male dancers, or I should say penis-equipped dancers, have mm. dealt with this for uh, uh, for centuries with various ways to, to tuck and pad and just, like, reduce the uh, uh, of what's between their legs. Unfortunately, none of this wisdom was passed down to David Bowie in Labyrinth. Cause... Well, uh, you say unfortunately. <laughs> However, <laughs> I did not have any complaints about the wardrobe in that movie. No, it was it was great. I was very impressed with uh, with watching him roll his balls in the... Yeah, uh... such dexterity. <laughs> <laughs> he did like to fondle them. Although, have you ever seen the making of that? Oh, the behind the scenes where you can see the... Uh, what was the name? Do you know the name of the the contact juggler? No, I can't remember the man's name. But oh, was... what's the other name for contact juggling? Fushigi. Oh, I don't never. Heard yeah, that Fushigi yeah. Art. Ah, well, yes, but yeah, there were like really awkward shots, especially when he's throwing the when he throws the sphere to uh, Sarah, and they they had to take that shot like dozens of times. They had a whole bucket of those peaches or ball. I can't remember. Nah. And they just like, yeah, no, <laughs> fucked it up again. Because he was throwing it blind. Yeah, he was yeah. like crouched behind Bowie with his arms stuck through this specifically tailored uh, yeah. jacket that he was wearing so that it looked <laughs> like it was Bowie who was doing it. And it's As like, if there were after Chang and Eng, uh, what yes. were their names? The, oh, I know. The, the, yeah, the, the yeah, original Siamese twins. Yes. Chang'an. But they had a family name, didn't they? Anyway, uh, anyway, sure yeah. That, yes. Um, what a great partnership those men must have be, must have had being pressed up that close together. Yeah, as well. They were married. They were both married to different women, too. Oh, okay, cool. So, and yeah, they had the like uh, timeshare agreement, I think. The timeshare with their wives? Well, yes. Well, the wives had the timeshare. Well, I would. I Wait, I'm, I'm agreeing to something that I still don't completely understand. Okay, so in, in marriage, how does timeshare work? Well, basically, they got the husband to themselves, except, well, the other one was there as well. But, you know, I just assumed that he kind of kept quiet no i'm still not getting it like is this a group marriage that you're that you're no, they were, because like, you have two women yes each with a with a marriage with a with with two men yes oh so it was husband swapping well no 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 swapping it's like so the, the so chang the, was married to wife one and eng was married to wife two. Oh, we're talking about chang and eng yes. i thought we were talking about david bowie and no. his and his bull double no 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 he's a shitty artist we were talking about the <laughs> Oh, no, of course. Like, no, now I understand. Yes. They led very successful careers. Right. Let's get back to the book. Uh, yeah. So we have we have Alvin, who uh, uh, famously the, the sorcerer slut of Orson Scott Card's mm. extremely steamy gay romance yes. series. Uh, but this is fairly early in his in his career. This is only book four mm. of the of the tales of well, Alvin Maker. Because yes. uh, he's still a, a journeyman. At this yes. Point. Well, at this point, he has found employ in uh, Andy Winford the Fourth's uh, household. Well, his uh, uh, ostensibly Lord Arister's, his father. Oh, well, yes. Lord Arister Winford Fourth. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure how this works. I don't. No, think, it's what. Yeah, I, don't I think, remember. I don't think Carter knows exactly well, either. No, no, no. I remember from from Orson Scott Card's book. Uh, they have alternating names where each of like the, the they're named after the grandfather. Named after the grandfather, yes. and it just goes back. Yeah. Yes. That works. It's more complicated with the with the with the girls. Mm. Like their naming system is way more complicated. Yes, I think it's based on the Fibonacci sequence. Uh, yeah, which is why his mother is Lady Shiba Shaifu. 
Mm-hmm. Lady Shiba Saifu is, of course, the one who bestowed the title on their house because she's from. So this is a world. Uh, uh, it's a. It's it's one of those alternate history novels, and I liked how much of this history I was I was familiar with because this was a world where the Victorian era was not marked by colonialism as we as we know it and the uh, the western expansion mm-hmm. into uh, other areas of the world but quite the opposite the détente with the the ottoman empire was quite fruitful and was welcomed into uh, uh, into europe and so longer lasting african empires like uh, 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 the second egyptian dynasty and the and the new aksum empire now reformed to the aksum republic what is what is in our world known as ethiopia were major powers and had had significant yes. strongholds in, in Europe. Where the old folk magic raised the empires to great heights. Until civilization, as they as they put it, sort of took, as they developed it, yes. took hold, where these African and Near East Asian cultures uh, transitioned from the, the wizardry and sorcery that had made them so powerful, uh, just as it was seeping into, into Europe, um, transitioned toward industry. Yes. Whereas the European powers were barely keeping up with uh, uh, with the magic, let alone introducing their own industries. Well, they were doing they, they had their own uh, brands of hedge magic, but the, the whole concept of using that to power but to power so... the original technology that, as it was yeah. developing, never occurred there. Is there a definition for for hedge magic? I mean, is it just gardening? It's more in the in, in the realm of the the druids and the uh, ma- magic in tune with nature. It's not gardening per se. There's it's a lot like, of herbalism involved. Oh I yes, suppose. absolutely, yeah. uh, absolutely. Okay. There's lots of that. But yes, I mean the the African cultures figured out how to uh, basically power their technology, their budding technology with magic. It was a very fruitful partnership because you it have does. this this mystical force that does things in accordance yeah. with certain patterns based on the on the symbols. Or and on then the, they on the decided like, oh, we can make fire, which means someone def- devised a steam engine. And instead of like burning large amounts of coal and other... Yeah, and instead of having like shovelers move they, the coal yeah, they in. just had like little mages heating up the boiler and using that power to... Yeah, get the, the mechanisms working, and it turns out this was in this universe a really efficient way of working things on a grand scale. Because anyone can learn magic; like it's well, just yes. a series of gestures and disciplines, and, yes, and, and or anyone slutting around in well, case of Alvin, he's got to get his energy from somewhere. Like the, mm. the tree <sighs> radical energy is. Oh. Does he produce a lot of energy with that? <laughs> of course, this led to the whole fact that the the ruling caste is like getting a bit disdainful towards common magic and even and someone because it's a lot of work and oh, yes. work is for the common folk right yes but someone like andy's never even been trained even though he could do it of course but he's like from a high status family and he's just like he's meant for loftier things research he does like science investigation and like mathematics the the applied science of the higher mysteries yes as they're as they're known because these sciences these technologies are genuinely new at this point yes there is no new magic being developed and i i like that there is this that it's this it's this world where magic exists but it seems to have sort of a cap of usefulness yes they can generate fire they can't like burn down a city not not a single mage no i mean not a single mage exactly and it would take like an army of mages then you might as well like arm them with uh, with crossbows this was like 17th century did they have they had firearms yeah i think there are some firearms mentioned in this book but it's not 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 a particularly violent book oh yeah yeah, no there was the um there was the rival uh uazabas family Mm -hmm. who were uh arms merchants they described that they were developing repeating weapons Mm -hmm. but there was a trickery going on there because they for any demonstration of these repeating uh, firearms, they always use their own 
soldiers and never handed them off to anybody else and yes. they weren't and they oh. were public, like they were secretly like hiring wizards to to make the, the, the to make the guns go so someone like andy couldn't would not be able to spot that because simply well you don't notice magic you know magic is something that the servants do which i think brings us to the scene depicted on the cover of the book where uh, andy is walking through the uh, the popular uh, sex garden repose well, well, which he doesn't know is the popular sex garden because that's no, the magic quite... sex it's the magic sex play, uh, <laughs> place happens and of course like we just <laughs> yes. said that's not where the uh, the, the, the lords of the, man, the lords no, of exactly. the manor hang out all the servants know about this place because so that's where the sex magic happens and where the uh, where they the tree, the tree their... radical energy is like absorbed by uh, <laughs> their carnal rituals um, and so he's he's exploring because he's an adventurous boy this yeah, so he's just uh, uh, wandering around and it's Alvin there. Alvin, the uh, long black haired, sort of elfin. So it, yeah, he's he's very stacked for an elf, but yes. I mean, he's a, like a Bellamy Studios. Yes, absolutely. Horn twink sitting there uh, with his shirt open, his shirt that is a few sizes too small with his with his sleeves rolled up to show off the guns. Mm. And he's wearing a pair of breeches, but they're like, I like that they're skin colored. And it's not until you notice like the wrinkling around the knees. That, yeah, he's not actually naked. He's yeah. not actually a Ken doll, but he's... <laughs> no, I thought he was, I thought he was just in, what do you call it? Like an, in a breech cloth. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. Yeah. Like Tan- tidy whiteies. Oh, uh, yes. Except tan. Tanny whiteies. Yeah, yeah. Tanny well, fan- it might be deer skin. Yeah. <laughs> Tanny fannies. We know that Orson Scott, I mean, Orson Scott Card has a type. He does. So, yeah, the, 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 the expression of shock on the young Winford's face as he sees this servant who was... Practicing magic. Pra- I mean, he's probably just rubbed one out there to build up some free <laughs> radical energy. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's, that, it's that pose, you know, spilt his juices all over the ground, which are now being, <laughs> yeah. pouring the energy out of it into, into, the, into, into powering his, his magic sack yeah. to draw out his secret. Oh, his secret. His absolute yeah. secret. Because it- he has been uh, a member of the secret back alley tech club, which is where the servants uh, who are forbidden to uh, practice yes, technology sit and work their uh, their own inv- inventions. They're they're practicing technology, training themselves in the ways of the masters, which are the forbidden, forbidden to them. Arts. This is flirting with danger in a very in a very oh, real absolutely. sense. If he, if he gets caught, he'll be severely punished. Uh, so I thought that this chapter, I mean, for a sex scene. There was a whole lot of world building and exposition as right. they're as they're tumbling amid the uh, the daffodils and the daisies, mm, yes. losing Rolling themselves around. in each other's yes. firm, nubile bodies, yes. discovering turgid. I think he uses it four times in that chapter uh, alone. Yeah, almost as much as he as he uses throb. Everything was throbbing. throbbing. Their muscles were throbbing. Heaving. Their lust was throbbing. Their their Pulsing. eyes throbbed at each other. That was a gross <laughs> line. Awesome, Scott Card. You should you should really work on that. Yeah, invest in a thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his throbbing glutes and his throbbing pecs and his throbbing abdominals. And yes, he knows a lot of muscles that Orson Scott oh, well, Card. Yes. While they're tumbling around, turgid and throbbing, mm-hmm. um, they do spend a lot of time like expositing on her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, expositing on the on the nature of the world where. And it's and it's curious that uh, uh, Andy Winford the Fourth is the is the more innocent. It's, yeah, he's like he's the, sheltered. The, he's, yeah, he's the one who's been brought the heir up in of the, a, oh yeah a kitchen appliances empire. Uh, yes, empire running on Amish electricity, as we call it in our uh, <laughs> uh, in our world. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, air pressure powers. I mean, electricity oh, is that's not right. It's, yeah, it's uh, Amish electricity. 
they're fine with running mechanisms on uh, pneumatic, on, like on pneumatics. springs and pneumatics. Yeah, that's fine. And, that's... and it's not not just that. I mean, they have cell phones, but they're only allowed to be used for very limited purposes. When they serve in like the fire brigade, exactly. That's public yeah. service. And they're allowed to have a cell phone for that purpose, so and... that they can integrate with the English, as they call the uh, uh, the yes. non-army. <laughs> Still, uh, I believe themselves the the the, the plane. Yeah, what is? It? I mean, they, it's not straight up German that they speak, right? It's a I... it's a Swiss dialect derivative. Ooh, I'm not entirely sure. It's back in the days that they moved over there, Germany did not much have a unified uh, language yet. Hochdeutsch wasn't quite invented yet at that point. But I, I was going to say, like, uh, nowadays, if you, li- if you listen to Bavarian, Bayerisch... Oh, like- yes, well, absolutely. They're one of the most staunch holdouts for sticking to their own culture and, and the pronunciation and all stuff like that. Well, you say that, but you're from Twente, uh, yes. a, a region in the Netherlands that's famous for, I mean... Don't they still have some towns where uh, there are street signs in local dialect? Well, commonly it's understood that a a language is just a dialect with an army and a navy. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Yeah. No, but I read about this group of uh, Twente rebels who who steal around under cover of night and and put stickers on on place names and street signs. Turn them into the local... uh, And turn them, yeah, turn them bilingual. Oh, I did not know that. They prefer the, the traditional life. Which is different from like how Mormons, I mean, Mormons have their year or two of mission that everyone yes, has, to, has different. to go on. That's de- definitely trying to proselytize. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's also why, okay, word perfect, the uh, word yes. processor that was popular in the, uh, in the 80s and, yeah, 90s, uh, and yeah. deep into the 90s. The reason that it uh, achieved such primacy on the market was it was developed in Utah. Right. Uh, I think it's specifically Salt Lake City. Uh-huh. And because it's so normal for, for the Mormons who live in Utah to go on uh, on mission abroad, they had excellent language training facilities oh, and a yeah. lot of multilingual people who go on mission to oh, very like, good. France, yeah. Eritrea, yeah. whatever, and come back. So they had no shortage of locally available translators. Could, so Like localize all the uh, Yes, the exactly. And, WordPerfect ah. was one of the first, like, internationally localized pieces of software. So it was huge. Yes, and then it got pushed out of the market. As, ah, yeah, uh, Podcast Segway Awards 2018, still (laughs) another uh, another late entry, uh, (laughs) as uh, simple kitchen wizards like uh, like Alvin were being pushed out of the market by by kitchen appliances from Lady Sheba Saifu and therefore Lord Barrister and Andy Winforth IV. The intelligent part of the work was taken over by the machines and the only thing that the mages were good for was powering them, pressurize the air vessels. And, ah, yes. Uh, you don't have to, like, cook anymore. You just have to sit there all day and use your magic to make sure that the air pressure gets maintained. So basically a big dumbing down of the uh, yeah. uh, of the workforce. It, it cast Alvin and Andy as these star-crossed lovers mm. working toward different, uh, toward different ends. Yes, Because Alvin had just been through a 12-year apprenticeship to become a kitchen wizard. He'd handle six knives simultaneously and do the chopping. Yes. But not nearly as well as the as the Winford uh, chopping machine. Yes. That still required one or two wizards to, as you say, provide the pneumatic power. But any novice wizard can do that. Right. So after their rump in the sex garden... Uh, I went on for a while. And yes. we learned a lot about the history of this world. At the end of that tryst, uh, Andy gets to see what uh, Alvin was pulling out of his sack. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah... So he fingered Alvin's sack and he found... Had a little peek into it and saw in there like a piece of technology which Alvin had secretly been developing. A revolution in this particular world. As we would recognize it as a Stirling engine. Now, it was mentioned in the book as if it was something that we were supposed to know. I actually don't know what a Stirling engine is. It's, it's, it's basically a device that um, converts heat into motion. 
It's, it's, oh, it, it, what's the principle? Does it have chambers? It's a reciprocating engine, I believe, with air pressure generally being moved around due to a, uh, a, a, heat a, a, a temperature difference. The stronger the temperature gradient, the better. Uh, and this is like a completely new development in this world. Yes, because everything uh, else is largely yes. steam-powered... Uh, yes. uh, requiring There's no internal massive. combustion engines. Nobody's ever bothered to dig up. Well, there's oil, but it's used for like lubrication and uh, uh, yeah, it sure is. And burning and burning glistening. Yes. And, and, oh God, yeah. yes. <laughs> what a good book this was! Oh, I really enjoyed it's this like, book. I had a hard time with it, but it's... <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did. I mean, there's a particular like irony to their star crossedness at this mm-hmm. point because Absolutely. Alvin, the the journeyman kitchen wizard, who just completed a, a very long apprenticeship, yes. and technology caught up with them. So Andy Winforth, the fourth uh, family, is actively working toward making kitchen wizardry. Um, unnecessary yes. in the way that some of these other industrial families are working toward making other uh, industries of wizardry. Uh, yeah, uh, well, yeah, like how the Wazabases are doing the same thing for the arms industry. Yes, like exactly. The, 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 the spell-casting magic missile wizards are being replaced by gun-toting uh, brigands. Who still need to do a little wizardry, but only enough to, to make this weapon repeatedly fire. Like, Absolutely. The real intricacy is the reciprocating loading mechanism. Yeah, you just have to provide the power. Yeah, which is in, uh, in this case heat, or as you mentioned, air pressure for right. the, the Sterling engine that uh, Alvin was experimenting with, and this places him. Oh, he likes experimenting. <laughs> <laughs> he teaches Andy uh, a whole lot of cool new stuff that he's discovered that he can do with his sack, and he's into reciprocation, which I like. Oh, oh good one. <laughs> <laughs> he starts influencing Andy in a way that uh, the lady Shiba Saifu would definitely not approve of. Oh, uh, I don't know. I mean. Well, Lord Arister is her, like, fourth or fifth husband? Something like that. Polyandry is quite normal in this uh, Oh, well, yes, but, you know, it's like the fact that he starts introducing him into magic. The magical servants have their back alley tech club. He discovers that uh, the Hoi Polloi have their clandestine magic parties. Oh, yes. Where the, the, the youngsters who are, like, have completely not been trained in this because, like, yeah, that's like that's for servants. Yeah, 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 yeah. They are, like doing their own experimenting with spells and uh, <laughs> yeah, practicing some in the in the cantrip parlor. Yes, where... the whole role reversal thing. Like, in, yeah. in, in certain sexual escapade. It's which... a it's a bit of innocent role play, yes. but well, quite explicit. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know how Mister Card likes to describe uh, the uh... Titanic has 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 nothing on him. Ooh, there was a few things that are quite Titanic in there. Ah! <laughs> yes. Because, of course, the first school of magic that is accessible to novices is rod magic. Mm-hmm. Rod and staff magic, yes. <laughs> Although, of course, they don't observe the uh, the wizarding tradition of uh, demarcating their, their skill by hair length. Well, now, as you can see, uh, for the wizarding folk, you let your hair grow as long as you succeed. And if you ever seriously fuck up, you cut your hair. Yes. Which is a, which is a good way. Like, I have it's a cousin like, who's... A, kind of like lions, isn't it? Lions. You know, lions with their mane, that like when they get kicked out and beaten, they often lose their, uh, the oh, wow. of their mane. Yeah, so you can like actually, the size of a lion's mane actually tells them tells you a little bit about how, their social how strong and how long they've been in power. Oh, like, but so the these, story. yeah, these star-crossed lovers, so th- it's not necessarily the uh, the fact that they are from different worlds that, that, that 
stand against them. I mean, sure, it does. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, it's a big problem. And they are antithetical toward each other in, in more ways than one because uh, uh, Andy's family business is supposed to put the kitchen wizards out of business. Absolutely. But at the same time, Alvin's secret experiments with the Sterling engines yes. are a serious competitor to Absolutely. the kitchen appliances. Yeah, because it's like... It, it, it they're turns... far better than the Winford inventions. Absolutely. Getting that kind of power out there would like break their stranglehold on the uh, on, on the developing industry. For it's a, a lowly wizard to hold a patent that exactly. powerful. That would be, like, unheard of. And then it goes back into a chapter about rod magic, which is a lot of, like, I mean, like, we have cat fur and glass rods. There are other rods (laughs) that are being rubbed here. And a lot of power is released in the process. Yeah, we're not going to get that R rating again on this episode, are we? (laughs) I I mean... Well, we did say fuck up a whole bunch that's just now, true, and yes. I think that that's the bigger issue. No, we can we can discuss love is beautiful and it the is. expression of, of of love by people who are so inclined. Uh, I think is uh, uh, I think is glorious and should be celebrated. And I join Orson Scott Card in his uh, in his staunch support for marriage equality. Oh yes. and, uh, a great victory that rightly celebrated by uh, uh, by Mister Scott Card. Um, but the forces that work against them. Uh, most notably in this book are the forces of the of the old status quo that they want to preserve this conflict yes. between the technocrats and the and the wizards. Strangely, it's the is the wizard unions that they have to be most concerned about. Right. If they call a strike, then the power disappears. It's a little bit matrixy, actually, because like oh, I get you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like they are literally providing the power. Except not through their bodies, through their uh, labor. Their magic labor. Yeah. Cost, it still costs effort, you know? It still work, you know? It's not like... And sneak off to the popular sex garden to recharge your magical batteries. A little bit, yeah. Like, and it gets so boring. Yeah, mechanical almost. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, we have to go slurp up some Radical 3 energy again. Uh, Come on. Oh, yeah. Just get it over with. Give me that hand, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Those poor sorcerer sluts. Mm. I feel really bad for them. It's like the fluffer of the modern technology. <laughs> the fluffer of modern technology. There we go. <laughs> Uh, uh, and similarly uh, uh, involved, similarly the status quo that's upon them is uh, Andy's arranged polyamorous marriage, where he's to become the seventh husband of uh, a famous debutante quasi bachelorette. Yes, trying to get the dynasties of the families, uh, the Winfords and the Wazabasses. Yes, absolutely. Yes, Wazabas. Where does that come from? Wazabas. Oh, it's a. Uh, it was a, uh, an Aksumite king in the. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> the, uh, the old Ethiopian Empire. Yeah, I have a lot of those names. <laughs> So yes, basically he gets pulled away from his sorcerer slut and has to like go and perform in the uh, intricate marriage rituals of the uh, hoi polloi. Now, I did like this progression throughout the book. There was a lot of symmetry between the lower class and the upper class. Mm. Uh, I mean, when we were introduced to the uh, to the sex garden, it seemed like a like a really horny, interesting, uh, rompy place. Where it turns out to be just like, oh, fuck's sake, yeah. recharging your break to uh, yeah. get the work done. That it's actually quite, like, dull and uh, and pedestrian well, uh, for that, most people, except for uh, well, of Andy course, that's, and Alvin, that, who are passionately yes, in love. And- that, that sounds like, yeah, it's, it's like a mind-blowing for Alvin how he uh, f- suddenly finds actual joy in the sex garden when Andy joins in. Able to perform really immense feats of... Uh, Wizardry, and it's at the mag- same time, magic in the air. We, we are also introduced to the the intricacies of the uh, the upper class civilization. They pal- practice polyandry, where the the women um, take on multiple husbands, yeah. and it all seems really interesting. And even that is kind of 
dull and boring. Like it there is a a reproductive schedule. People behind the scenes trying to manipulate who marries who, and it's, yeah, it's there are big business arrangements, game. which has historically been true for, true, for marriage in a, uh, in a lot of civilizations. Yeah. But so, yeah, yeah, where those rare occasions where where men are allowed into their wives' world, it's uh, they're, well, they're like it's to uh, be displayed. Be the arm, be, can, yeah, they're the arm candy, yeah. and the uh, look at how clever my husband is at his little technologically things, and <laughs> yeah. like look at the gorgeous little um, music box that he crafted himself. Oh, isn't he clever? Yes, absolutely. It's a little, like, it's, a little round of applause for it's and like, poor Andy because he is he is genuinely. Brilliant, as is uh, Alvin. Their meeting of magic and technology is two worlds meeting, star-crossed lovers, and it's that were that that never for, the twain should meet. Yeah, and well, for a uh, for a for a Harlequin series type book, it really has a lot of social commentary and impacts. I think, which yeah, uh, unusual for for Orson Scott Card. He was moving out of his comfort zone in the part four of the series. The, the earlier books are really just turgid and throbbing. Yes, I read a lot of his books like. Uh, what other book? Hey, well, let's let's take a look at the library and see what other what are what other book he's 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 written. Uh, he's famous for, for 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 this one, of course. Yes. Uh, for the for the Alvin Maker series, yes. but he has several other series as well. Some of whom were also uh, considered the uh, best ongoing series. Ender's, Ender, Ender's Game is by him, right? Isn't it? Oh, that might have been ghostwritten by him. Who knows? Uh, uh, it's not one of his more popular works. No, one of his more popular works was was. Um, Gay Rasmataz. <laughs> Gay Rasmataz. Well, it's it's one of the ones that he's like famously known for. It's, yeah, uh, in more ways than one. Why is it Gay Rasmataz? I thought it was going to come up with something clever, some some cool literary <laughs> reference. Maybe maybe referring to Chuck Tingle. And then I came up with Rasmataz, and it really wanted to get out there. I'm like, no. Chuck, did you say Chuck Tingle? You know about Chuck Tingle, right? No, I don't know about Chuck Tingle. <gasps> Chuck Tingle is. Whatever comes after postmodernism, it's Chuck Tingle. He's a um, he, it's the pen name of this writer who self publishes these these short, uh, quasi erotic gay novels. Um, okay, uh, pounded no. in the butt by my hunky unicorn uh, no, quarterback. I've never heard of this. Um, uh, pounded in the butt by my uh, hunky uh, velociraptor lawyer boss. Okay, and like okay, so loads of these books, and they're and they're and they're actual like. Stories and novels, mm. and they they continue where he's uh, pounded in the butt by his own sense of in uh, uh, Cripple, uh, inadequacy, crippling insecurity. Uh, pounded in the butt by the pound—that's his Brexit allegory. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, no, like, and they get yeah. really okay. Yeah. His his Twitter is all in character as the as this half demented uh, gentleman who who does not like speak English like you or I speak English. What's that joke again? It's like, hey, hi, girl, are you breakfast? Because I've got a weak pound for you. <laughs> uh, I joked about it previously in, in the context of uh, uh, the, the Hugo Awards and the, and the rabbit puppies mm-hmm. and, the, and the sad puppies ballad stuffing by um, some, yes, some, some to, rather sad yes, figures. Trying, trying to get the... Uh, well, in one case, they tried to get... Books on the list, yes. Uh, they tried to get Chuck Tingle's uh, uh, books on the list, which... Uh, disappointed him greatly until eventually one of his novels I had been nominating or had actually won, and then he asked Zoe Quinn to accept the uh, award uh, the award behalf. on his behalf. Oh. So, yeah, that was really well done. Yes, that's a good one. Yeah, because he is pro Buckaroo. He lives in this fantasy world where where his fans and good people are Buckaroos who are who are oh. positive, uh, and the rest follow the Devil Man agenda. 
<laughs> I, might, I should read some of this. Like, it sounds like oh, it's really good. And there's a there's a podcast where um, uh, uh, relatively famous podcasters uh, read some of his novels. Oh, very good. And the rule is they have to read it continuously with no editing and uh-huh. in the presence of someone else who can judge them for it. How long are these books? Oh, they're not very long. No, uh, you can like you, you can read them in like 30, 40 minutes. Oh, okay, that's good. Then it's like it's more of a not even a novella than it's more of a short story. Yeah, but uh, then... Well, novels have grown in size. I mean, if you look at paperbacks from anything from the 40s to the 70s, like they're, they're like maybe a centimeter thick. Yeah, like that's yeah. two, three hundred pages. I guess that's why and, so many of the covers that we've seen claim that they are a complete novel. Yes. Because they're probably quite thin. That never occurred to me Yeah, before. and then these days, you know, like you've got writers which are pointing like seven, eight hundred, twelve hundred pages. Uh, it's like not, uh, not unheard yeah. of. And these days you sometimes get little novellas from certain... Writers. Speaking of novelty, because we've got to finish this book. novelty. Yeah, we do need to finish this. This introduces the the uh, the main villain Blois uh, of the of the wizard unions, who uh, are suitably. Uh, I actually happen to know this Blois or Blois. I'm not entirely sure how you're supposed to pronounce, yes. it, but that was uh, Merlin's teacher back in the day. Uh, oh. Obviously, it wasn't his real name, but this is someone who's from Bloisy, Idaho. <laughs> now, sing the rest of that song. I don't know that song. The uh, uh, Yakko Warner, oh, uh, all the all the states and their capitals. My I, brother can actually sing. Oh it. wow! No, I've never. Actually, I don't think I've actually even heard that one. But oh, God. it's very good. It's yeah. it's in the same it's in the same rhythm. But right. yes, he is the, the 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 major antagonist who stands between this this star-crossed couple trying to disrupt the empire of the Lady Sheba Shrifo and the Wazabases, uh, and trying to uh, <laughs> trying true. to basically get 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 his own influence in. He's, he's uh, so this is where the communist tendencies of the book uh, start to come in a little bit. Where there's like trying to seize the means of production. And but was this such a defense of the craftsman? Because that seems to me more like something... Uh, it, was more it was more anti-capitalist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, where they'd like, yeah... The... Versus this, like, it reminded me of the, the original, like, the origin of the word sabotage. Right, yes, right? the sabots, the, the clogs, basically, basically thrown into the, into the machines. By craftsmen... Yes. Who uh, who tried to destroy machines that were replacing their craft in the way that these these highly specialized uh, uh, wizards were being replaced by machines that could be powered by lowly untrained yeah, by wizards. any wizard, yes, yeah, by uh, which is essentially a, a low skill laborer, absolutely, who doesn't need to be educated, yeah. who preferably which, isn't educated, which, which ironically is something the book kind of glosses over. It's like you still need to know how to cook. It's like it's nice if a machine <laughs> can do the chopping, <laughs> yeah. but unless you know how to put the things together, I think the gay yeah. sex gets in the way. Of of that part of the book a little bit too the much. The does get in way of cooking. It's the story of my life, really. <laughs> yeah. Not in front of my salad. Someone has to toss it. <laughs> this book would be much more highly regarded mm-hmm. if it if it embraced the sort of tragic ending that these that these star-crossed lovers and never uh, uh, never shall they meet again. And yes, well, he's... That uh, these forces are so much greater than they are. And, yeah, and his gift to Alvin is that he kind of then allows him to go yeah. off and develop his secret invention, work his way up from being a sorcerer slut to actually being part of the establishment. And I think in book eight of the same series, we actually see him uh, come oh, back Oh, what into- was that called? <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> Remind me what book eight was called. So this uh, one was Journeyman. 
Well, uh, that would that would be um, so. Book eight in the series, Alvin, electrician, where he's managed to get his Sterling engine to build. Uh, basically, there's been a lot of rod rubbing with cat fur. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the electricity gets introduced into the whole mix, and uh, this is when Andy comes back into the story. The, the, the series follows Alvin, of course, not Andy. But no, but that's he, when 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 he and Andy have ha- get to have their own reunion. Andy, like really appreciates the gift that uh, uh, that Alvin wants to give him which is this this sterling engine like yes. you can make your own name separate from your from your mother uh, with this and he and he declined which i think is also a, a great moment of, of of growth for Andy because he is brilliant as a uh, as an Absolutely. engineer and he has to have faith in himself that he'll make his own way and he will have his own uh, have his own Rise failures past the music boxes and the yeah. The little dancing puppets that he are so lovingly crafted with watchmaker precision. Yeah, or to make that into make that his industry. I mean, it, it, he he does. We see that later in uh, uh, what was it, uh, Alvin Electrician. Yes. Uh, what a good book title, by the way, Mister <laughs> Mister Scott Card. He's gone further into into miniaturization, ever smaller mechanisms yes. that that work with smaller, delicately. And, and that's where the, actually the Sterling engine technology works really well. It's like when you can't you can't have an internal combustion engine on that scale, but a Sterling engine works on pretty much any scale. So you can have watches, mechanical yes, watches are, uh, are introduced much later. Yeah, powered by body heat and, oh. uh, and the air around it, the difference between your own body and oh. it's, enough power, it's enough to power in motion in a, in a Stirling engine. Is that really possible? Yes. We have them here. It's like those little model Stirling engines you can build. I mean, you can, if you put them on a hot cup of coffee the, and give them a swig, they'll start, uh, they'll start running. And if it's really cold outside and you can put them on your hand, oh, and they'll just cool. like, that, that's enough to power them. And like, especially if you're like looking for much smaller motions on the, like on watch level scale, this is definitely possible. So I really appreciated that even though it was a it was a bittersweet ending, both of these young men were were better for it. The almost Greek idealized same sex love, love yes. where where knowledge passes between these. I mean, in that case, two men, uh, as we've seen in this uh, in this book, the a women lot have of, their a lot of things passed between those two men. Uh, yeah, and that's and that's excellent, and they both grow from it. Uh, and as much as they miss each other, they know that they're that they're better, smarter. Yeah. For the for the end of it, and they have each other to thank for that. Yes, and you know, for a for a smut book, dime novel, this was which like, is what Orson Scott Card is good for. Massive insight. It was very insightful. Like I said, unfortunately, he doesn't like raise the level the in, the, in that other in, in most of his other books in the series. But this one, I, that's why we picked this one. So, how do we rate this book? Oh. Like, what's a good? Well, it left it's, it. The book left me throbbing. That's for sure. Okay, my heart pounding, my breath short. There's a turgidity scale. There is a scale is of one. turgidity. Oh, that sounds yeah. fantastic. I'm very rapidly googling the scale of turgidity. turgidity. Is it kind of like the Rockwell scale? Shit, no. The scale of turgidity is one that we made up in oh. a previous book. Oh shit. <laughs> I just well, don't remember which one because the wiki hasn't been made let's, yet. Let's measure this on the Rockwell scale. It's a measure of hardness, and that is something that this book seriously <laughs> inspires. All right, so how hard did it make you? It's um, It would definitely be a... Uh, let's see, the scale goes from A to K, A being the hardest and K being the softest. Now, K, how does that make you... Yeah, well, it's a little bit... Huh. <laughs> Which is interesting because it jumps from H to K, so it's it's a bit weird. What? I didn't make it up. Basically, uh, you'd have a little pre-shaped uh, tip, which is <laughs> pressed into the subject <laughs> at a certain <laughs> preset force. Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> and yeah. the, uh, the size of the uh, impression made is what <laughs> determines the uh, rating on the scale. Okay. <laughs> 
Because it certainly left a big old impression. Oh, absolutely. But um, I would definitely give it a B on this, like almost top marks. Uh, I agree. uh, I really enjoyed it, which I can't say for a lot of Orson Scott Card's other... Drivel. Yeah. Yes, dribble. I mean, he has some works that are that are genuine literary uh, uh, brilliance, but for the rest, he's kind of a shitbird, isn't he? He is a bit. This one stands out. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of appreciation, uh, to the readers at home, uh, if you'd like to send a little note of appreciation, we are Cover My Ass Cast on uh, Twitter or Facebook, if that's your thing, covermyasscast at gmail.com and even covermyasscast.com. And while we love being your dirty little secret, if you tell a friend about us, something magical might happen, mm. like a genie coming out of a bottle. Depending Shared on joy is double joy. Oh, that's a nice one so um what do we have in store for our readers at home next week right uh next week we have amy schumer's new book the girl with the lower back tattoo (laughs) (laughs) and that about covers it thank you for joining us at cover my ass where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly my name is khaki and i'm Kay. and remember we we only judge a book by its cover i'm gonna that's a hell of a cover it was it was a good cover as famous as uh, authors have notoriously little influence in what cover gets picked for their book.